everybody, welcome back to another episode of Film House. This is part two of our perfect horror film bracket tournament featuring uh, a whole swath of amazing horror aficionado um, fan panelists, um, judges, whatever you want to call them. First up, we have Elise Willems. Hey, James. I'm so scared to be here. <laughs> and introduce Dan. And Dan Schneider. Hey, I'm here, everybody. Nice monster shirt. Dan has a oh, monster oh, shirt. Oh, if you have man. any doubt about him being a monster man. Or he didn't make the list. That, of course, Black Lagoon did not now make the for list. for Ryan's but. cool shirt. And now, Ryan, what are you dressed as? Look, I did look and search for my Black Lodge shirt. I have this cool bloody Black Lodge shirt. But then I got cold in the middle of looking for that. I realized mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just have this boring old Memphis shirt, uh, sweatshirt on. But I am mm-hmm. ready. I'm still an aficionado of horror, despite my... Lack of monster shirts. Sound well, a little sick hope, there, man. Yeah, you getting sick? I always That's sound scary. a little sick, but do I sound yeah. more sick than normal? I think so. No, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe it's a virus because <laughs> oh. viruses are like ghosts, but in real life. Anyway, so here's the thing: we have to bust our buns because today we are going to be finishing up the perfect horror film bracket. Um, this is part two. So if you are just tuning in this week and you haven't tuned in before, you should go back and listen to the previous episode where we started this bracket. We introduced all the nominations. We told you how the nomination process worked. Everyone got together and watched Human Centipede first sequence. And then we managed to only get through five of these brackets. Now we have to do a lot of them today. We got to move. So a lot of them new as well. So um, uh, hold on to your butts, and we're gonna be—you're gonna be ready to go with the perfect horror film bracket. Are you guys ready to jump right into this? Ready we to just rock, kinda, we kind of have to jump right Let's into go. this. Let's go! Yeah, that's a long okay. intro. That is a long intro. <laughs> um, so last time, Dan, you asked for a film, a bracket to be skipped. Oh yeah, I, I needed a, a little hiatus there, a little skipperuski. So I could a little actually. I, I had never seen Reanimator, nor had I ever seen Hereditary, but I'm all caught mm-hmm. up. So yep. uh, ready to vote, right? If okay, anything, great. If, 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 <laughs> if anything happens from this thing, this podcast, it's gonna that's good. It's gonna be that you saw Reanimator. So even if I don't win, Dan, I'm, sure. glad, I got the, I got, I'm glad I forced you to watch Reanimator. <laughs> Ryan, I watched it too. Oh hell yeah! Oh wow, yeah. this is great. We all watched it. I would mm-hmm. like to add that I have seen all of the movies, kind of. <laughs> on this bracket, with the exception of Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was eliminated already in the first round, so it so doesn't really matter. But I, going forward, I've seen them all, kind of. No, so I, I'd um, actually like to thank you, Ryan. Reanimator was a movie I, you know, it was on my list for years and years and years. Never really cared that much enough to go see it, but you know, now it's done. Mm-hmm. Well, are we are we it's to that enough. part? Can we talk about this? Yeah, movie? let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. We're it, going it, Reanimator so, versus Hereditary. Yeah, okay, does, Dan, what did you think about it? So, so it's done. Did you like it? Is it good? <laughs> uh, you know, it made me think that you have uh, you have a type. There's very much a, a type of movie that is your favorite horror movie. I don't argue against it's, that. It's a movie mm-hmm. that you could make. Okay, I agree with that. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you. I hope to reach the Stuart Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's so, a comment so yeah, or an insult. I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed um, Reanimator, but it, I go it, it. It's along the lines of you know Evil Dead and Army of Darkness for me. It, it's it's very handmade, which I think is cool. But maybe it's something I needed to see when I was like 15 years old to think was really really cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't think stuff like that's you don't think Army of Darkness is cool now? At 30, no, I mean, what, how old are you? Thirty nine. 
<laughs> 36. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something about it was missed on me. And I think that's because of, you know, where I'm at in my life having seen this now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a bad movie, but I don't know that it's, you know, it's going to be at the top of my list of, of things to revisit. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, Dan, I mean, James and Elise, I'd love to hear your take on Reanimator. Because I love the shit out of this movie. We can save my glowing review at the end. (laughs) So I understand why it's here. I'll just put that on. I understand why it's here because it does a lot of impressive things with uh, prosthetics. It kind of harkens back to uh, American Werewolf in London in terms of like, oh, my gosh, when people think about this movie, they think about this stuff, you know, this stuff. And that's what makes it so crucial and so influential with horror. You can see how a movie like this went on to influence people like Peter Jackson and, you know, and filmmakers of the like, and even some other movies that we're going to be, the probably Human Centipede is probably influenced by this in a lot of ways. There's a lot of influence tossed around. And, uh, and I actually was maybe more interested in it than I thought I might be. Cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I can't say that I was ever remotely scared at all. Nothing about this movie was scary to me. No. Wait a um, minute. Wait, wait, probably wait. because I wasn't a kid flipping channels and landing on Cinemax in like, the middle of the night, you know. You're telling me that when the man, the headless man, takes yep. his own head with his with yep. his arms, and then yep. he shoves it in the woman's crotch on the hospital bed, that wasn't scary to you. That doesn't that doesn't scare me. That kind of stuff oh. doesn't scare me. That's like it's like a different stuff. kind of turn of the stomach, really. Okay. It's more like I, I can't pull myself away from going. I feel so bad for that actress. <laughs> <laughs> That's any single time something like that she happens in those cheesy movies. Because well, if because you've never seen her before, you'll never see her again. <laughs> and she 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 was like, well, you know, I'll do this scene, but it's going to open up so many doors for me. And that was the absolute she is end proud of her of career. This scene, you know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. If, I'm not going to speak for her. If you can believe IMDb trivia, that dude got a divorce because of that scene. Whoever that that wow. villain is. There oh, had really? to be more to that story. The, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. just in, been that. Infallible IMDb trivia. <laughs> okay. Elise? Ditto. <laughs> Everything he said. Ditto. All right. Uh, yeah. So, so I, know? yeah, to me, this is mm-hmm. classic, like, horror movie, and it it, it, it it has those what the fuck moments that I want in a horror film. When I said, you know, I want to be horrified and surprised, and the one of the elements of surprise is. Not knowing what's going to happen, obviously, and like like that scene I described before, I had no idea that scene was going to happen in a horror movie. I'd never seen anything like that, the mm-hmm. headless man, you know, that, that that kind of thing. So I mm-hmm. uh, this is an audacious film. Stuart Gordon's a great filmmaker. To, to your point, Dan, when I was about my type, there are a couple of, you know, I agree, this is in Army of Darkness are kind of similar, not really, but kind of similar, I guess, in tone. But I was really trying to go for the... It's not really my favorite five. It's just I was really trying to pick from different categories of the genre. That uh, kind of they are kind of You're my favorite. Spreading five, it around. I, I was spreading cool. it around. You know, it. so yeah. I, I tried to get uh, the horror comedy. I tried to get the gross out. I tried to get the super fucked up with martyrs. You know that we'll talk about. And so yeah, th- this was kind of the classic eighties awesome. Mm-hmm. What the fuck a horror comedy, which kinda. which I get. But for me, this is like this is like when you get a trauma film that's actually made by yeah. someone competent, which is like, a great genre. <laughs> What's wrong with trauma films? And what I, think, yes. I don't it, I put them I weirdly well. put them more in comedy than I do in horror. But I get how they fall on the line. Like there's I'm not scared. Gra- there's graphic 
stuff. Well, okay. So so let's talk about what it's up against because I think that'll be, that'll determine a lot of this I, conversation. I will say the, it's up against the hereditary. Evil, the evil doctor, whoever that guy was, was really great. I thought he created a fun character. Yeah. That was the last thing I'll have mm-hmm. to say about Reanimator. But yeah, I, I okay. also saw Hereditary for the first time. Thank I you. I brought it to life. Mm-hmm. So, so I know, we know Elise is a big fan of Hereditary. Saw it twice. You wouldn't go with me the second time. I did not want to. I did not. I did not want to go see it a second time. It was too close, and I said no, thank you. You don't um, want to see that kid get decapitated again for the second time? No, not really. So you went. You went twice, like back to back, in like a week to go see it in a theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought what, it was so good. What was it that made you want to go back immediately? Uh, just to, Im- I hadn't felt scared in a while. Okay. And uh, because I, there are a lot of horror movies. That it takes a lot, I think, to get me. Mm-hmm. This was also just disturbing on a deeper level because it's not just a horror movie. It's the way that it uses horror in concert with being a family tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of horror movies, they try to tell a story within which to base the horror. And sometimes that story can fall flat or generally feel um, lackluster or cheesy or canned. And in this situation, it felt like actually a really great story and it, and it manages to, to, you know, incorporate aspects of, of cultism into it. And uh Tony Collette is just like a I love I, I've always loved Tony Collette she, since Muriel's wedding, yeah, but she is she's just phenomenal. Always hey, remarkable to watch. Mm-hmm. And the kid, uh, Peter, is that his name? Peter, the son. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. he was really good too. Um, the acting mm-hmm. in the movie is is excellent, but it's yeah it's fucking it's depressing. It's like a not not a fun movie to watch necessarily. No. It just makes I, yeah, you feel get, bad. Says the we person who put movies. climax on this list. Are you I was going to say we're not going to be done with hey. the conversation of not having fun watching movie. <laughs> Spreading I think around. I'm the only person that feels comforted watching Melancholia. So uh, I have weird... Uh, <laughs> some movies are, are weird to me. But Hereditary was one of my top three of 2018. That mm. and Paddington 2 and Death of Stalin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, to me, Ari Aster, I love the shit out of him. I think he's one of the future of horror, if you, I should dare say. Maybe the new David Cronenberg mixed with like Shakespeare or something. He, wow. I, but I like Midsommar way significantly more than Hereditary. I kind of what didn't really get what everyone loved about Hereditary, except for a few of like the scenes where she was possessed. And obviously, it's a really cool tone. I'm very impressed by it. But at, at, overall, by the end of it, I kind of thought it was not gr- amazing. I was like, "This is great, okay." But Midsommar, on the other hand, I loved. Hmm. Um, which Midsommar, is to I me, feel the reverse. Feels a bit more straightforward like hereditary there's the layers yeah. of tony collette's relationship to her mother mm-hmm. and then how impact that impacts her relationship to her kids or her marriage or her work with her miniatures and the, the way it sets up you think the daughter is going to kind of be this possessed character yeah. in this story Creepy and then the, it it chops that idea mm-hmm. uh, I, was saying, I, I was expecting the miniatures to like maybe play into it more yes it, me it, too um, well, but for me, for me, I felt like the miniatures give it this compartmentalization of the film, but then the film is shot with the same compartmentalization. So it's almost like everything's a to me. That was like another lens removed. It's like, OK, this is the creator's dollhouse. Like you don't realize how the manipulation that's happening there is how I read it. Hmm. This person's I, controlling, they're creating scenes, but you don't realize that that person, all of their scenes are being created by some sort mm. of other entity that's beyond them. It had been a while since I'd seen a horror movie where people had gasped and cried out in the theater <laughs> during the movie, and I mm-hmm. thought that was just, like, fantastic. 
I, I will say, Elise? Oh, oh, sorry, go. It's just Tony Collette's like breakdown when the daughter dies is very impressive. Like that's intense mm-hmm. acting, and uh, being a new father, like the the death of a child thing, kind of hit me different than it ever had in a movie before, um, mm-hmm. which was just kind of awful and off putting. Um, but mm-hmm. I, she was the big takeaway for me in this movie, other than Ari Aster. You know, having a great control over over the way it looks, the way it sounds. Like, it's a very competently made movie that kind of puts across an excellent tone. Kind of gives you that weird, ominous fear almost the whole time you're expecting, you know, something horrible to happen almost in every scene. And he holds back on that constantly, which I think is really cool. Um, I guess I had to think a lot about the end to try and figure out what happened, which I think is cool. Um, but maybe didn't quite understand enough of what happened and the one's a problem it is i think and the one part that i thought was truly horrifying was when there were a bunch of naked people in the house kind of they would Mm -hmm. like step out of the shadows and just smile at you yeah yeah yeah. that was the most off-putting part to me yeah see i i think elise said something important when she said like midsummer was more straightforward and stuff and this one was more layered well i think that he like learned his lesson because because like you said this movie is kind of when you get to the end a lot of people are like i think i get it i don't know i think i get it that's not a good thing to have in my opinion uh uh overall i mean obviously a movie can be open for interpretation but confusing is a different thing and i think he wanted to i think it's good that he uses his weird sensibilities and then tried to make a more accessible if you want to call it or mainstream thing with modes midsummer but then sneaks his weird fucked up stiff stuff in it as opposed to hereditary where you're at the end you're kind of like it's a puzzle you're like well okay i think i get what's going on that's just I never me felt surprised in any way watching midsummer I well did. midsummer well, is not on trial here guys yes, hereditary right. i'm is. sorry i keep bringing and it so, up and comparing but these it. Are, i fair. think we can agree these are two very different films True. representing two very True. different sides of the horror spectrum very yeah. much so um, I, I think that's I'm cool glad that both of them are nominated this is going to be a kind of a crap shoot but i think we got to just for the sake of time we're going to have to vote ryan's opening his wallet i'm going to try and people. buy us off yeah, yeah. five <laughs> bucks okay. uh, and reanimator vote come on let's go okay so if, uh, if you vote for reanimator ryan will pay you five dollars that's something to consider okay reanimator finger. one finger for reanimator two fingers for hereditary we're going to do it on three okay ready I need the coin flip for this one. Fucking look. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. I want my five dollars. Wow. All right. Yeah. Oh, Dan. All right. Sorry, Dan's you were covered by money. a window Dan's on doing my computer. It for the money, All which right. is kind of again, I feel like the credibility of this list has kind of gone uh, out the window. Thinking about think? how far Pan's Labyrinth has gone. I'll, ta- I'll take whatever and I can get at this point. I so got to fight for but, my picks. I have to coin flip it again, which coin. is now in our, which in our audience is now the official trash everyone hates the coin flip right because they're pissed off they don't feel the coin flips right so heads reanimator rig it rig it tails hereditary (laughs) i can't do that maybe we should have just gone with rotten tomato scores as the deciding factor no no like coin flip i guess all right you you can say whatever flipping reanimator wins (laughs) yes worth every penny baby yes (laughs) wait you didn't do anything just paying dan yeah five bucks (laughs) I would have probably been. I would have been out three or one. I mean, that reanimator's gone at that. Oh point. wait, okay. Let Let's keep out. moving. Right, we gotta keep moving. moving. We gotta keep moving. Yeah. We did Alien versus The Shining, right? And Shining one. Yeah, I we don't talked rem- about that. It's not on my list of what one. I guess Shining one. I remember. I believe that. the Shining one. Okay. So then that means we're moving on to Human Centipede versus Climax. Hard. Human Centipede versus Bad Climax. Seated. 
This is a wackadoo. If we thought the other one was a wacky <laughs> one, uh, we talked about Human Centipede last time, so we don't really need to dwell on that. If you want to hear more of that, check out our last podcast where we talk about Human Centipede. But Climax is a new entry here. So Climax is a film by Gaspar Noé um, from a couple years ago. Um, I, without, if you haven't seen it, without spoiling too well, fuck it, we're going to spoil the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's basically the story of a dance troupe that goes to a school in the middle of a blizzard for a couple days, and they're rehearsing and they celebrate. They drink some sangria. Oops! Turns out someone put a whole bunch of acid in the <laughs> sangria, <laughs> and they all start tripping balls. Mm-hmm. Me and, and Dan saw movie. it together at yeah, the theater. This was uh, Ryan and I's first date, so that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of why I put it on this list. Is it was a nostalgic date movie for me mm-hmm. okay. uh, but also i think the last time i walked out of a movie theater just in a daze from what i had just seen maybe similar to what happened with elise at hereditary but after watching walking out of that movie i felt I was fist pumping yeah, <laughs> i just i felt like my body had been beaten up or something it was, it was the last movie that uh, took me on such a ride i guess now, so you, I yeah, go love ahead. the fuck out of this movie. Don't get me wrong. But I think that everyone is going to be asking the fans out there, including me. It's like it's an amazing film. Does it deserve to go to the, the, the distance on the horror movie bracket? Is this a horror? It, what is the definition of a horror movie? And does Climax fit it? Dan, make your case. Well, there was there was no criteria set forth when we were given, you know, it's just it's like, true. what, what mm-hmm. are some good horror movies? And while, you know, this might not fit neatly into a lot of people's definition of a horror movie it affected me enough similarly to a horror movie raising my heart rate scaring the shit out of me having terrifying moments that i put it on the list um and it's true horror okay. it could happen to anybody yeah, right exactly and i don't okay. know what the movie what it would qualify more as suspense or something i don't know i i thought the acid trip part Dance. was horrifying yeah. To so, me, go ahead. Go ahead, Elise. Oh, just to me, it fits in more of a a removed subset of horror. A movie where a movie like Green Room, or um, I love that movie. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, Requiem for a Dream was the one I mentioned to you. Like those kind of yeah. they're, they're very horrific and things that happen in them in mm-hmm. a very human way. Um, but it is to me a little bit more of a you know subset of horror that I I I well I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was cool in a lot of ways. For me, it probably isn't going to go the distance. I feel like fear is not a driving factor in this film for me. Uh, I think that it has some terror. It has some scary stuff, but scary in the same way as I don't want to get hit by a car when I'm crossing a street. You know, like that's how it felt. And I think at least saying like Green Room and Requiem for a Dream is like exactly right. Like this had scary stuff the same way you're scared for Michael Douglas in the game. (laughs) <laughs> like, 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 sure, I don't want bad things to happen to good people, but that isn't to me the same as being horrified, being ter- what being absolutely afraid of well, what's going to happen next. Th- th- there's that feeling, but then this is one of those like empathy feelings where you're like, I can- do not want to be those people doing what mm-hmm. is happening to them. You know, the 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 the, the, the mom with the little kid who mm-hmm. the, that's trapped in the little Tito, thing. Little young Tito, Tito. little Tito. Yeah, we miss that Tito. Whole thing, it's just you're like. Yeah, is one twenty seven hours? Is that a horror movie? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, Gaspar Noé, Irreversible, is another movie that I think is horrific to watch. Yeah, but I would never think of it as a horror movie. Also, I'll say this about Climax: is that I have gone back to rewatch the dance sequence like (laughs) thirty times since watching it this weekend. (laughs) So, like. 
it clearly, but it clearly didn't leave me with like a dread. Like, oh no, like you're revisiting the only it? thing the movie really left me with was, man, those tunes are kicking and they, the <laughs> dance move there. And I just love DJ Daddy so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's how I felt about it. I think it's an incredible uh, addition to Gaspar's already impressive filmography. I think he is yeah. kind of genius. And I was also reading how the movie was made. And he was like, I don't know. I just wanted I like dance and then he just like what he's like let's just get a school and hang out for 16 days and see what happens and the end result is like this thing which feels so controlled yeah. and meticulous and he's like I just suggested lines I just went up to this person I said what do you want to talk about and I filmed them and then we made this movie and I'm like are you like how does that work are you what With kind that? of magical filmmaking angel are you that you can come down and do that so I think the movie is fantastic I think it's wonderful I don't know that I could see it going the distance I think that maybe if it were up against something other than human centipede which I think is pretty it is like very similar in that it's horrifying but it also is made as a horror movie like mm-hmm. it has those dramatic tension moments and this and a scary villain and stuff like yeah, that. Am like, I walking through a parking deck at night worried that I'm going to get snatched and put into a human centipede? Yes. Yeah. Every day of my life. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if anyone has anyone else, anything it's, else they want to add. It sucks because it's like Climax is definitely a better movie. I yeah. have seen human centipede, but I know that. <laughs> right. <in space. laughs> I, I, I'm ready to vote. I think I'm ready to vote as well. Yeah, we gotta move. We gotta go. It's we gotta move. Okay. All right. Here we go. We're gonna vote. Number uh, one finger for Human Centipede. Two fingers for Climax. I don't want to vote for Human Centipede. No one ever does. Sometimes you have to. That's just the nature of this competition. But it's gonna get clobbered by The Shining anyway. Okay. All right. (laughs) Please, please. All right. All right. Uh, On three. One, two, three. Which one was Climax? Two. It's always the top one. Okay. It's always the top one. All right. So that's three to one, Human Centipede. Yes, Elise voted for Human Centipede. Betrayal. The problem is that either is going to get clobbered by The Shining. That's true. That's like Ryan, Ryan's talking about going the distance. Neither of these films are going the distance. So, Hey, you never know what's going to happen until any given Sunday. Have you ever seen that, Oliver Stone? We'll, yeah, we've seen it. It's not on the list. Though. <laughs> it's a football metaphor. Okay, uh, again, um, I think Climax is great. I loved it. I really well, enjoyed welcome. watching it. You probably wouldn't have watched um, that if it wasn't on the list, right? And I have that song on well, my playlist it's a movie now. That we've been meaning Supernature. to watch. Yeah, yeah. But we just. But oh, what did I describe it as? A thank you, no thank you, <laughs> which is all of his movies. Where I go, <laughs> yeah. thank you. I'm glad that I I watched that art. No thank you, because I don't. I'm good. No, I don't need it again. So now it's Scream versus The Exorcist. We're moving on to the other side. Right. East Coast. This, uh, this, um, Top bracket here is probably the most brutal. This is tough. This is really going to be really, really, really tough for me. This whole bracket's hard. This whole thing is really... It's only going to get harder. Exorcist versus Scream. These Hmm. movies are both very important to me, but Mm -hmm. I do know where I land. Okay. I know where I land. I did. I I rewatched The Exorcist because it had been so long since I'd seen it. And uh, mm-hmm. the part that I've forgotten about was the intro to Max von Sydow when he's in Iraq. And I want a whole mm-hmm. Exorcist in Iraq movie. Um, just for the, anybody out there that is able to make movies, just go Dad, make it. Someone's going to do it. Someone's working on it. Iraq Exorcist certainly. movie. Um, well, I'm a yeah. William Freakin' Freak, okay? I think everyone. <laughs> a William Freakin'. Go, for freakin'. 
freak. I'm a freak for freak, and all yeah. of his films are great. They're all so different, and he's one oh. of those amazing filmmakers that even in his old age, he's still kicking ass, making hardcore messed up movies. He made an NC-17 movie when he was like in 81 with Killer Joe. Matthew oh, yeah. and the McConaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's awesome still. Bug is incredible as he a horror film. Like, he did break, uh, what's their face? Linda Blair's back. Linda Blair's back just because he wanted her to look scared. <laughs> well, a lot of people were getting hurt during the exorcist. Some of the exorcist documentaries are great. Yeah, it was a ghost it, or something. Uh, well, it's a, they're like, the whole production was cursed. Also, the director said, let's snap her back. Well, when, yeah. Linda, when Linda Blair was in that apparatus that was flailing her back and forth, snapped <laughs> yeah. her back. And then Ellen Burskin, oh. there was something she injured herself doing as well. A lot of people got hurt. Someone got pulled. The they wanted they, they wanted her uh, getting pulled back yeah. really hard. So they put a rope around her waist and they just had someone <laughs> yank as hard as possible. So the real villain is oh, production's cursed. They, oh my god. It's like, no, they just didn't give a shit. He only wanted to do what was scary and did not care about the people and the there safety of the people so on many. Is it a classic film, James? Answer that one. Oh, no, no. It's 100% a classic film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is, is there a horror the movie side. where there's a psycho director murdering all of his cast? Stuntman. No. Uh, uh, oh, the, 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 uh, Scream the, 3, actually. The audition. Scream 3. I was going to say that. What's that one? It's the documentary guy. It's the Leslie. Not Leslie Bruce. Never mind. Leslie Vernon. Sorry. Continue. That's fine. Okay. Uh, the Exorcist did so, did so much cool stuff from the you know subliminal faces hidden throughout, mm-hmm. which I feel like movies now kind of like like the whole you know James Wan is great with that, just mm-hmm. kind of hiding. Yeah. I mean, obviously that was done in a more flashing kind of way, and and just uh, also like telling a great story about a, a mother and daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against the backdrop it, of this, it, it grounded its terror in a very real world, mm-hmm. uh, which I, you know just makes it scarier and more believable. You know, uh, mm-hmm. unlike a say a reanimator or something where everything's over, or even Scream where everything's just over the top. The world is so yeah. grounded and kind of gritty mm-hmm. um, that it makes that the, terror. That's the more movies, scary. baby. <laughs> you can make anything in the movies, you know, like you can make any the realities, whatever you make it in the yeah, movies. Mm-hmm. It is You're a filmmaker, Dan. Come on. It is. Um, uh, back to the evil kids. I'm a huge, as we were, I think we talked about it <laughs> previously. I'm a huge evil kid fan. What, okay. What's the other evil kid movie that we the did? The Omen. We didn't have one we on the list. The but Omen the on Omen. We didn't anyway, have we talked Orphan. about it. Huge fan of The we? Visitor, I think. Okay. I told everyone to see. Uh, this one is okay. It's it's kind of yeah, slow at some point. This is okay. Okay. No, it's it, as a as an evil kid movie. There's not enough oh, evil okay. kid. Not, there's not there could be pee, more because there's, there's a transition into being an evil kid. Movie. And yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, they had to cut the stairs slow. scene or whatever. Where she they actually, you've never seen it. The stairs. They cut that. They when they re-released this movie, I would have been in high school probably when they re-released it. But when they did, they put in the spider walk. It's because they had her on wires, and at the time he he said that he thought it was like too scary or something. Mm-hmm. But I it, think. One wasn't painful enough, I think. Is yeah, what it is but exactly. I think what actually happened was he couldn't figure out how to get the wires to not be seen, so they and they uh, digitally mm. removed them when they okay. did the re-release. Well, yeah. we talked about Scream last it. time. The 30th anniversary. Scream, Scream also made by a master of the genre. West Scream. Um, Scream way more self-referential and self-aware than Exorcist was. Um, Exorcist is one of the first horror movies that I think that toyed with like the questioning of faith yeah. mm. as well. Mm. Well, it was a bit, it was a bigger deal to, to question faith in a movie back like then. this back yeah. then. Was that it was the like, 50s? This movie was fucked up back in the yeah. 60s, mm-hmm. 70s. 70s? So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, even though I, like I said, I'm a freaking freak, but I am on Team Scream. I gotta say. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. I, I'm a, I'm a Team Scream freak. These are both masterpieces. These are great. I love yeah. them both, and I don't think there's a wrong answer, but we have to keep moving, so we have to vote. Okay. 1973, right. by the way. That's when The Exorcist was out. One I, finger, I one finger for The Exorcist, two fingers for Scream. In three, two, one, go. Ooh, oh, is it two? No, I, I just had my, a, I just had my thumb out. One. All right. So that's a tie. So we have to coin flip Exorcist and Scream. We have. It's really unfortunate <laughs> these two are going against each other. I mean, The Exorcist, I think, is, is it's one really of the greatest films. It's really unfortunate we don't have a fifth random person laying around here. There's a lot these of These coin the, flips are killing me. We do. George Washington. Okay. All right. Heads, it goes to The Exorcist. Wait, Tails, coin. it goes to uh, it's Scream. It's his digital coin. It's really Bill Gates. Wow. Scream. Jesus Christ. Ooh. Scream. I'm lucky today. Holy Lady cow. Luck. Fuck I'm you, coin. Tonight. Fuck you, coin. Uh, Doesn't know what he's that's talking a, about. That's pretty sacrilegious, pretty big upset. I have to say. Yeah. That just like The Exorcist. That The Exorcist is removed from the greatest horror film bracket. <laughs> it's an what, honor to be nominated. What other thing to say about we'll tell <laughs> The Exorcist Time as we change, show it the door. Right? It's not the 73s anymore. Um, one last thing about going. The Exorcist. that uh, Some of the other truly horrifying moments are when... Uh, the girls getting like all those medical tests, like more so than when she's possessed. Like they have all the you know the ancient technology screaming in her face and all the blood shooting out of her arteries. Yeah, I just think it's cool that the the very clinical medical stuff is almost as scary as the demon yeah. possession stuff. And the amazing thing too is like she's so she gets just so horrific looking, but so much of that is things she's inflicted on herself. Mm -hmm. um, which is such a good, like, demonic possession trajectory. Self-mutilation with the crucifix, yeah. All right. One last thing, okay. uh, honestly. One last thing. Right. One last I was just going to say, uh, James, I was just going to say, there's some of the best effects I've ever seen. Oh! Oh! Oh, my! Did you see that? Oh, that was, oh we can't get, how are we going to continue now? You can still you talk. I can, I can see, see your hand in your sleep. All right, we got to move oh. on. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, got, let's totally move on. Did you have that in there for <laughs> half an hour? Yes. <laughs> okay. For okay, our audio worried. listeners, uh, Ryan's hand just fell off. Ryan had a <laughs> fake hand in his sleeve for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> no, right. it's real. Okay. Um, <laughs> real. Next up. The Thing versus Martyrs. <laughs> Wait, I'm which, ready to oh, vote. Yes. Which, I'm ready yes. To which vote. Martyrs? I'm ready to vote as well. Should we James, <laughs> let's tell everyone what happened to you, James. One of the most unfortunate things in Filmhouse history just happened uh, this right. afternoon. What, what was it? So in an effort to be the most impartial and educated judge I could be, any movies that we had on this list that I hadn't seen by the time we were... What's the matter? Keep going, keep going. Um, any movies that I had on the list by the time we uh, recorded part one, and I wanted to watch the movies I hadn't seen that had been introduced by part two. I gotta go. And that's good. Responsible. What's happening? What's, what's I gotta feed on? this dog. He, this dog needs food. Hey, your dog's this going dog crazy too? Benson's a martyr for okay. Filmhouse. All right. Benson needs to eat, I guess. All right. Um, and so uh, I, there were a lot of movies, Climax, Reanimator. Um, yeah. I rewatched Insidious to prepare myself for this. I, and of course, Martyrs was also on the list. Ryan yeah. nominated Martyrs. And I said, hmm, I'll check it out. So I did what I always do, which is I see if it's streaming somewhere so I don't have to pay money for it. And oh, I, I found out it is streaming on Hulu. 
So I started watching it yesterday. I was literally doing other things at the same time while I had the movie on. So that way I could know what it was about and be informed and watch it. And I, the whole time I was going, this isn't very good. This better get a lot better later on. Otherwise, I don't know why this is on the list. What a wasted spot. This could, We could have had something way better here. It wasn't until I went to look up a member of the cast that I discovered there are two martyrs. God. There are you, two. You, there's you a French, French film. One. There's a French film from 2008. The best one. And then there's the an one. American remake that from 2016 or 2017. With 9% or on Rotten Tomatoes. And that's what you've been watching for the last and two days. And I watched days. the American remake. <laughs> okay. And, and it so, sucked. James's vote should not count. That means we have three votes here for this uh, one. For this. No, thing, because... Right? Uh, hold you on. Still have you seen Martyrs? Fuck have you no. seen Martyrs? James... It has they the least seen murders, so at least I've seen one of the murders. Well, then I'm the so only one that should vote. vote. It's awesome. Guys, this movie... Th now, we were talking about all the categories earlier. This is the most, like, de one of those depraved... No like, what did you call it, James? Like, the, the no-no films? Uh, Where, the... Thank the, you, the no, feel thank bad. you, thank you, no, thank you. Thank you, no, thank you. Feel bad. Yes, it's, you, it's a good film, but do I really want to watch this? This is one of those movies, mm -hmm. and it's a, one of the best of those movies. And basically, what I'll, the long and the short of it, I'm going to spoil the whole film, is this girl who escaped from this family who tortured her, like painfully tortured her her whole childhood, and then she... Uh, they end up finding the, the same family, and at the end of the day, you find out that they are part of this secret organization that's trying to, like, transcend to another dimension, and they, they think that pain is how you do that. So they t find people, they literally peel their skin off, you know, methodically, and, but, but still keeping them alive, and then they're trying to get them to this point where they transcend to the other uh, side because they're martyrs and they're in so much pain. So it's the ultimate torture porn movie, Elise. <laughs> Uh, uh, in the Why in you say good that way. Because Elisa is all about the torture porn as a bad thing, but mm -hmm. I th say that this is actually about torturing some people. So it, it, it's like, in this case, it's okay um, that there's so much torturing. That influenced my vote. <laughs> awesome. You, she yes, didn't say right. which way. Dan, now I got to work way. on you, Dan. So, um, so to tell yeah, you the truth, Ryan, I, I I saw how many days I had between last film house and this film house to see the movies I hadn't seen. And I just okay. there, there weren't enough there wasn't enough time to see the movies I hadn't seen. Yeah, I have a and baby. I, I saw I saw that Martyrs in its first round was going up against The Thing, which is my the favorite thing. horror movie. So I was like, ooh, maybe maybe I'll watch <laughs> Martyrs eventually, but I'm not going to vote for it over The Thing. That's like how do you know that though? You haven't seen that's it. That's like the best horror it could movie. Be your favorite. The thing. Like I, it could be, we well, barely even have to defend the thing. It's it's so good. I'm ready to vote. I think we got. Look, I love the shit out of the thing. You're not going to have to tell me how much the thing is awesome because I love the thing. The thing's my favorite. <laughs> it's John not Carpenter the thing. Film. The thing. The thing is the thing. is. <laughs> it is kind of weird. I, I get, it is a horror movie, but it's even more than a horror. Movie. I think it transcends horror, in my opinion. It sounds like, like it's way better. Sounds like it's a good movie. 
better story than your average horror movie. So I understand. It's a tough call. And I I hate that I even have to make the decision because I'm looking there. I'm like thinking about the first time I saw the thing, thinking about the first time I saw Martyrs. I'm like, can I really, even though it's my pick, yeah. can I really say that I liked Martyrs more than the thing? I may be even changing my vote. At the same there you time. go. Um, <laughs> he convinced so, himself. <laughs> to, here, Ryan. Sorry, our Lord and Savior, just pretend, JC. Just pretend that you're nominating the oh. American version of Martyrs and it'll be way easier to make this no, vote. I don't but we got to vote. We got to vote. Have to vote. Yeah. We have to move oh, on. We have too uh, many move films on. left. What, one thing, though, I did not. We did not put a year next to the thing, and this is the John Carpenter version. Oh, I, I thought it was the shitty anyone would possibly version. get confused by that, Dan. Okay. There's a, well, how would anyone get, get confused by martyrs? There's only one good martyrs, man. There's only one good martyrs. Yeah, if I had a hand, I could tell you. right. We'll never know. All right, so one finger for the thing, two fingers for martyrs. All right, let's vote in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Whoa! There it is. Oh, Ryan. Great. All Ryan. that time, Ryan. That's, that's okay, Ryan. Don't feel bad. It's just the way Cookie Crunch. Ryan, I am going to watch Martyrs. <laughs> I'm a martyr for Martyrs. Are we going to watch Martyrs? Yeah, yeah, I already watched it. No, you didn't, Jay. You saw the shitty version. <laughs> I looked up the wiki. It's pretty similar. Oh, you were gonna, you're writing in Martyrs. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I almost wanted. <laughs> wow. I will say it's kind of sad, though, that we talked about how much Martyrs sucked and it didn't even get to talk about how cool the thing was. I, I think we'll get to maybe it. We'll get yeah, there. I mean, it's coming yeah. around. It's coming okay. around again. Okay. Okay. It might win the whole fucking thing. Okay. We have to move on. We have to move on. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe, believe the exorcist I, is out. Okay. I, I can't believe I watched fucking Martyrs. Outrageous. All right. Anyway. <laughs> 2015, you have to say the princesses. 2015's Martyrs. Um, all right, next up is what I think is going to be real tough. These are two of my nominees going oh, against each easy. other. Insidious versus Get Out. One of those is way better than the other. <sighs> so Which I just one is it? watched Insidious yesterday, and there was a point, even having seen it again, where I did say, all right, I'm going to grab a pillow and hold it in front really? of me. Really? <laughs> so to me, because I watched it with you. Mm-hmm. And I used to love Insidious, that mm-hmm. it was excellent. But after some time now, I see this movie, I see the the low budget, and I see the the desaturation of the the color grade kind of get gets me out of it. It's too much, mm-hmm. maybe. And the only thing I really find scary is the old woman at the end. Like okay. that's kind of the only thing that really. I appreciate a lot of the this. screeching violins weren't scary to you. I thought the score <laughs> is real scary. I thought the design of the red faced monster yeah, is good. real creepy. But the, when he's like, like playing, doing his little sewing or whatever, and they're like, he's watching us. And he's up against the glass. Yeah, it does. It does a lot of cool stuff. But I don't know. Like Get Out is also a different kind of horror movie because it's more social horror. Mm-hmm. It's commentary horror. It's social horror. It gets a little. It gets a little like weird with the you know brain transplant stuff yeah. or whatever it's a little sci-fi i love i love that that part i mm-hmm. think it's a better i actually think it's a better made movie than insidious i think sure. i think also the thing is with insidious you see you can see where james wan has gone since then mm-hmm. and he's only gotten oh, better yeah. I think like, as a filmmaker, yes, 100%. Um, I don't know that he's been making things that are. I think the Conjuring, Conjuring stuff is much better than Insidious. is a much better made movie. But I think I'm more scared, still more scared watching Insidious. Oh. Um, but I also like when the horror represents something, which is why I was a fan of Hereditary earlier because I think I like that how that represents the passing of you know mental illness from one yeah parent to the net to the child and what have you and i think get out is really great because they basically took a societal thing and they said what is the like physical manifestation of this 
in a terrifying horror movie. And then they made mm-hmm. that. It's like this cult of white people who are taking the life from black people. And, you know, like, and so I think that's really good. I also like how it has levity, but it's kind of, it's not pure jokes for jokes sake. I will, I rewatching Insidious, I forgot about the two guys who come in and basically are like big egg, small egg, and they just make cracks at each other the whole time. And I'm like, ugh, this completely changes the tone and <laughs> get out. It, it's more seamless. It does feel like the jokes are kind of like a <laughs> like you're like awkward laugh kind of, which I think is what I want in a horror movie. So it doesn't break that tension. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's a tough one for me. For, for, for me, I, I was I was actually scared more in the theater during Insidious, the just jump scares, you know, and then uh, but Get Out, I like way more overall. I think it's way, like you said, a better movie. Mm-hmm. It, it has something to say in, in a horror movie, which is rare, yeah. unfortunately, to have a, to have a message, have nothing to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like get scared and. Yeah. Whatever. Or let's but, see that but, girl's naked breasts while she's lying on the table, yeah. and that other and guy's gonna scared. lick them. You know, like just <laughs> nothing. Oh, hypothetical yeah. example. Um. So yeah, I'm definitely going get out on this uh, over Insidious, even though I like Insidious mm-hmm. for what it is. Okay. Dan, any thoughts here? <laughs> Not especially. I, I haven't ever seen Insidious. Um, oh, okay. So hard to vote. I, I do think Get Out's uh, smart, which I think is not really yeah. what most mm-hmm. horror movies bring to the table. You know, it's more about yep. visual, yeah. uh, visceral scares and Get Out is actually mm-hmm. clever and I think yeah. is saying several things. You know, it's got social commentary. Um, and, you know, I'm glad it brought us Jordan Peele because I think he's a very interesting filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's it's hard for me to vote too much not knowing, you know, other than gotcha. you know, Insidious bringing us James Wan, what, what it brought to the table. Mm-hmm. It seems okay. like a more straightforward jump scares, loud music. Haunted House yeah. kind of thing. It has some great imagery. It has really good imagery. It has some good good scares and stuff. And, but yeah. Okay. You guys ready to vote? I mm-hmm. feel like we're ready to vote. Yeah. Insidious, one. Get out, two. All right. On three. One, two, three. There it is. Get All out. Right. Get out takes Unanimous. it. Nice job, guys. Well, who, we can figure this out. Who you put know, Insidious on the list? together. Who put Insidious up there and didn't vote for it? I put I, I put Get Out as well. Oh, oh no! I put Insidious oh, and Get yourself. Out, so I had to pick between the two. It's one of those Silent Night human centipede situations. <laughs> I don't think that's even remotely comparable. That's how the poem goes: Silent Night, human centipede night. All right, all is calm. Um, uh, so, all right, let's keep moving because we still got a ways to go. Luckily, oh this will be the last one where we have a new film that we need to talk about. So, the, from here on out, it's just going to be review. Before we do this one, I just want to let us hear a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by Mac Weldon. I cannot say enough how much I love Mac Weldon. I love them as a company, but I also love that I get to wear them because Mac Weldon is honestly better than whatever you're wearing right now, unless you're wearing Mac Weldon's. That's a promise. I've talked before about how I used to wear other boxer briefs or anything, and then once I got a taste of Mac Weldon, that was it. I have fully converted. Occasionally, you'll check in with me on some of these ad reads, and I was in the process. I can tell you that I have successfully managed to convert all of my underwear to Mack Weldon's, and then I've also bought some other stuff. Socks are the next thing. I want to do socks, sweatpants, as much as I can find, because Mack Weldon is a premium 
men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Uh, Mack Weldon just makes it so easy to shop. I love going onto their website and kind of seeing what they have and all the different options and all the different colors. I know what, I know what styles I like, but they're always adding new designs and new spins on it. I'm going to tell you, like, I thought I was cool because I had just gotten into their silver line, which allows me, it's antimicrobial, and it basically means that if I stink, the underwear won't stink. And I was like, yeah, this is it. But more recently, they introduced the Airknit X, and I'm, I'm, now I'm fully converted to the Airknit X. So I lo- I'm wearing some right now. I love them. I tried out one pair, and I said, this is amazing, and then I immediately bought more. Uh, I really, truly love Mack Weldon. They have the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. I talk a lot about my favorite pair of shorts, my weekenders, as I refer to them. As soon as five o'clock hits on that Friday, I'm probably still working. But as soon as I stop working, I throw on a pair of my weekenders from Mack Weldon, and that's what I'm going to be in for the next 36 hours until they have to go back to work. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you. No questions asked. But also not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks and shirts look good, they perform well too. So I honestly, I don't ever work out in anything other than Mack Weldon underwear. I just don't. Um, I always had issues with bunching or things like that with Mack Weldon. It never happens. And I'm going to be a real, I'm going to stink afterwards, but the underwear isn't. So I don't have to worry about getting them in the wash right away. It's not an, it's not a a 911 emergency. Also, uh, for people like me, the folks over at Mack Weldon even created their own totally free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. Uh, Level one gets you free shipping for life. I am level one at least. And uh, once you reach level two by spending $200, Mack Weldon will start giving you 20% off every order for the next year. So it basically pays to buy Mack Weldon. So when I am telling you that Mack Weldon are one of the best products that we have ever recommended to you on this show or anything on Funhouse, I truly, truly mean it. Um, This underwear is great and I think you can take care of yourself starting at the very first layer that you put on. If you don't wear underwear, that's okay. That's your choice. But there's a ton of other super comfortable premium stuff at Mack Weldon that you might want to check out as well. Also, if you want to get 20% off your first order, you should visit MacWeldon.com slash filmhouse and enter promo code filmhouse. You're going to get 20% off your first order. You're going to be well on your way to the level one free shipping. And then depending on how much you get, you might hit that level two. You're going to get another 20% off for the rest of the year. I love Mack Weldon. I love their underwear. I'm wearing them right now. I don't know what else to say. Thank you, Mack Weldon, for your sponsorship. This episode of Filmhouse is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, we've talked about them before, is the absolute best brand for handling your hygiene basically anywhere on your body. I won't get into specifics, but I'm talking about your balls. And uh, I also want to talk to you today about another place that people sometimes forget about good hygiene, and that's their nostrils. Seems weird, but I can tell you for a fact that Manscaped is uh, here to ensure that you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. There have been a handful of times, and you're going to be shocked to hear this, that Elise has said to me, you've got a long hair, you got a long hair coming out of your nose, like, you know... Maybe you need to do something about that. And I had no idea. Okay, I appreciate her telling me. 
but I had no idea it was happening. And so then I go into the bathroom. I mean, sometimes I don't, but I go into the bathroom and I grab a pair of tweezers and I go, oh, there it is. And I pull it out and it, it hurts. It hurts like hell. And it's something that no one should have to go through to make sure that they look prim and proper the way a well put together person should be. Uh, luckily for me, I don't have to worry about that anymore thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package. It's the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. This package includes the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. I want to meet the person out there, okay, who has nose hair that say an 8,000 RPM motor couldn't handle. So then Manscaped went back to the drawing board and said, well, we want to make sure everyone can use this. I want to meet that person and I want to see their nose hair. Um, This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. (laughs) Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Did they... I wonder if they asked Elise about that. I don't know. I don't know if they sent her the bundle. Um, but luckily Manscaped is here to help us do the job that needs to be done to make sure that we're looking the best way we can be. This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, booty, and butt, depending, basically anything you want to shave. I don't know if people have used it for their toes or if Manscaped has another product coming down the line, but you can use this thing anywhere. It also has Crop Preserver, which is deodorant, uh, Crop Reviver, which is a toner. Um, It has basically everything you need. Plus there's two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag so you can keep your Manscaped action on the go. Um, Also, you're gonna receive a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking and lawn mowing time clean and enjoyable. Um, the performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash filmhouse. Thank you, Manscaped, for making us look sexy. Just a quick reminder, that's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash filmhouse. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash filmhouse. What are you waiting for? It's time to whack your weeds. All right, we are picking back up. We really got to pick up the pace for some of this. This is the last new movie that's going to be added to the list, but we have Nightmare on Elm Street, which beat Birds, and Saw. Which, it's interesting that Ryan believes, he felt strongly about the torture porn aspect of Martyrs. When I think, like, torture porn... Continue. (laughs) (laughs) What what whole thing? Just the the, the word. It's like a scare word. It's like like what Tipper Gore would call music uh, in her... Rampage, you know, it's it's movies Evil that relish in violence. I do think they are movies that relish in violence and the fear and the emotion that violence elicits. But it re- but re- I think that relish is it, it makes it seem like oh those movies just are just cheap, like people trying to get off on how gross it is. But no, there's more to it. It's, it's <laughs> I think sometimes they are though. Sometimes, sometimes there's more in that genre. But sometimes, sometimes I don't think any of the movies on this list. I personally don't use the phrase torture porn. I just say I don't like torture yeah. in horror. I was gonna say, yeah. It is quite literally torture in most of these movies that they're calling torture porn. But, and but horror, horror movies a, are possibly porn by definition. It's like um, a part of a plot of a story, you know. And then doesn't either way. They're they're included on this list because they are valued. Yes, and they have value. So I think Saw for me. You mentioned Martyrs being what you think is the the best version of that. Saw for me is definitely I think the most successful version yeah. of it. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I think it set off 
quite this whole genre of things that are violent and scary. I and love Saw. Almost, they're just big Rube Goldberg machines oh, that's, of violence. Yeah, right. That's what I really love so, about about the Saw whole franchise is like the puzzle aspect of it. It's almost like the a game, like trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on with the super complex puzzles that he's created. Mm-hmm. At least that's that's the part that I enjoy the most in these films. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if, if, uh, people who follow along to the anthology of all the Saw movies every year, uh, it's it's pretty intricate and hilarious if you put it all together. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of it's a roller coaster ride, but hilarious. it's definitely you are partially correct. Part of the fun of why you go see a Saw movie is what are the weird ways that they're gonna fucking murder and mm-hmm. mangle and destroy and kill these people? Hey, mm-hmm. I like it. It's teach their own. Different strokes for different folks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I it. agree. I also think that I think that Saw is inherently a better film than, say, Final Destination, which maybe also fits into that category of I just want to. I'm just going to go watch it to see. I just want to see what they come up with. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's part of it. But I think yeah. Saw has such memorable moments. The first film with Carrie Elwes in that basement is like there's a lot going on in that first movie that I think is very intense and very cool. And it has a great plot because you can tell a great plot when a twist happens and you're like, this all makes sense, but I can't believe I had no idea. Um, it is a really great and twist. It has a great twist. So I think, I think it's a really strong contender here. Uh, it is going up against Nightmare on Elm Street, which again, we described as just a classic of the genre. So Saw was filmed at this building here in LA that where they used to shoot old porns. Our office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, I I really love both of these, especially the first Saw. I, I like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. I fucking love. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned like the spectacle of deaths in Saw because Nightmare on Elm Street very much is Similar, that as well. Right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, some, the, yeah. the deaths, you know, Tina's death in the first one, where she's pulled up to she's mm-hmm. you know being pulled all around the room it's like awesome and then especially when you get to like nightmare on elm street three where it's all the kids that are uh you know recovering and they're like they're in the institution and like there's someone's their face is slammed into a tv like it's, mm-hmm. it's just like pure spectacle death and when, how can freddie mutate to be this like weird weirder and weirder which i like totally love the first saw i hold in the highest regard because i think it unpacks the best mystery and it's not just the spectacle of those deaths. It's like, what is the mystery here? I remember the first time I saw it, I thought once during the, that movie about the body in the floor. I thought, I wonder who that is. And then mm-hmm. I never thought about it for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the way that it does that is just so elegant and so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddy, Freddy, though, I love Freddy Krueger so much, so, so much. And the, an the thing I love about He's an asshole. Robert England was not the first choice, but thank God they went with oh, him man. because I didn't know that. he just does he does that character as as a performance and it's amazing. And uh what that movie does for a slasher, because it's it's also a supernatural slasher, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool too. Because mm-hmm. it's a, a slasher that you can't really run away from. Mm-hmm. And and I love that. Mm-hmm. I I love this movie so much. Okay. All right. Any other any other thoughts about? I mean, I think that's a good that's good uh, campaign for both of them. <laughs> I, I think interesting what, what Elise said about kind of the parallels between the the hyper complexity of the kills in the, both of these movies. I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Freddy's backstory. Mm-hmm. 
Jigsaw. I love the song. Okay, so it seems like it's it seems like theme song. It seems like it seems like we got enough to go on. Are we ready to vote? I don't yeah. know. I think we got it. We get, just for the sake of time. Unfortunately, go. we're always crunched by this. We got it. We got it. They're both go. so excellent. All right, here we go. Nightmare on Elm Street, one finger. Saw, two fingers. Are we ready to vote on three? One, two, three. Okay. All right. Interesting. Oh my god! What? I thought I thought you and Stan were definitely going to vote for Saw. No, Freddy. Freddy's a classic. It's it's he's the only classic monster we've got on the list still. So Mm -hmm. he's oh my god. Human centipede is a classic monster. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was so surprised by that. I thought for sure you guys were going to vote for Saw. Well, you know, you made a great case for Freddy, and it did beat Alfred Hitchcock last time. (laughs) So you know, like. Um, I think that's really interesting. I, you know, personally, I do love the twist of, uh, of Saw, but I don't think it's as shocking as the twist of this episode of Filmhouse, which is that we are going to finish this list next week. What? We are going to extend this three parts. We still have everything else to go. We still have the top eight to go. There's no way we'd have time. So we have the top eight to get through. That's We're going to finish this list next week. And that's the shocking twist. You didn't you <laughs> knew the list was too huge. You didn't even think about the body on the floor, but it is here. <laughs> and so, guys, I hope you will join me again next week because this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be finishing. I promise you finishing the list. It's a pleasure. The top horror film. What are you thinking? That's after Halloween. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. And we will thank you to my, my panelists, Ryan Haley, Dan Schneider, Elise Willems. And, uh, and we will be seeing you next week for the final part, our three-part series of debating whether which is the best horror film. It's not Martyrs, at least that much we know. <laughs> I still have two and, movies in here still. Yeah, Reanimator and Human Centipede. Vote for me! <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Who do you think's going to win? Let us know down in the comments now that you've seen how far we've gotten. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you very much. 